Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is Echo Smart from Investor Traction Academy. Welcome, Echo. Hey, great to be here, Rama. Thank you for having me. Likewise. Thank you very much, Echo. Little bit about Echo. Echo Smart is considered to be the leading expert when it comes to attracting high net worth investors and raising capital online. He's the author of Disrupting LinkedIn, host of the Raising Capital Show and a sought-after authority by top early entrepreneurs across the U.S. and Canada. To date, Echo's innovative strategies and systems have resulted in tens of millions of private capital raised to fund real estate deals. So with that, Echo, you want to add anything to your background? Yeah, I mean, we could we could talk forever about it, but just to give people listening um, a quick snapshot, yeah, I've been in the online marketing lead generation space for a while now, you know, got my start in 2014, 2015, created an ebook when I was in college, and I started going down the rabbit hole of online marketing. And then, you know, what we started to focus on in 2020 was working almost primarily with exclusively with capital raisers. And really, you know, part of Investor Attraction Academy, why I created it is we're bridging a gap right now, right? So there's high income, high net worth individuals who have a lot of money in the stock market and don't understand alternative investing. And there's capital raisers, sponsors, fund managers who do but they often have a challenge finding those investors, building relationships, communicating in a way where it makes sense, right? Because a lot of people don't even know what a syndication is. And so a lot of our strategy systems, tools, techniques are designed to take relationship building and systematize it so that people can do that one to many and really go out there and scale their capital raising. Awesome. Awesome. Great. So uh, tell me a little bit more about your background before getting into, you know, capitalizing your stuff. Yeah. So just online marketing, um, different services, different products, programs. Um, I used to do live seminars. I would go around the country. I would speak. You know, you mentioned the book that I authored. So, you know, really anything having to do with psychology and, you know, just kind of communicating, right? And being able to build those relationships, appeal to people. And, you know, it all comes down to understanding people, right? And that starts with understanding ourselves, right? Self-awareness, going down the psychology rabbit hole. I've been into personal development for almost shoot, almost 14 years now, right? When I read my first like personal development book. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening, the reason they're listening, they're in a personal growth. You want to constantly grow and fuel the mind and have new ideas. And it's an ongoing process, but man, I love it. So you did any courses or any study on psychology? I didn't do any like formal courses. I've read a lot of books. I've gone to seminars, not like, you know, in a university setting, more like, you know, something you're you're paying for. Um, but yeah, several books. And I think part of the problem too, Rama, is in the capital raising space. Anyway, sometimes people overdo it, right? Sometimes people read a marketing book and they get very gimmicky and they're, it's just, it sounds kind of sloppy, right? It sounds like used car sales and we don't want to do that. The best marketing and sales 
is when you don't even know what's happening, right? It's like good plastic surgery. Like you can talk and maybe someone looks good. Maybe they had something, maybe they, they didn't. But if it's just so obvious and blatant, I think that turns people off. Got it. So we, we'll deep dive into psychology part also later. Yeah. So why do you think so many RE entrepreneurs have trouble finding passive investors behind their current networks? Well, I think, you know, the, the very first thing is like, there's some stigma around talking about money, right? You know, I think a lot of people maybe don't feel comfortable around it, or they feel like they're going to be judged if they're talking about money or, you know, taking down big deals, right? So I think that's part of it. I think the other thing is sometimes people are talking about money to people who don't have money. And that's a problem too, right? Because then that's where the judgment comes in and, you know, all those different things, the psychology of it. And then the third thing is, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, online is the place to find investors, obviously, right? There's millions, billions of people online, the internet, you can do it from anywhere. It sounds juicy. Problem is, you know, what a lot of people try and do like, oh, I don't want to post a bunch of stuff, right? Or maybe they post once or twice and no one reaches out and they're like, okay, it doesn't work, right? So I think it takes a level of action, execution, and strategy. And I think the strategy piece what a lot of people are missing. They're working too hard at it and they end up doing nothing. Whereas if they have the right strategy, they're on the right channels. They've got messaging that's unique. Um, it's just, it's such a wide open pool of people. It's literally a gold mine out there. Yeah, got it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what are the, some of the best ways to, best ways for RE entrepreneurs to stand out to potential investors online and on social media? Well, I think the more specific you are, the better, right? You know, the more specifically you understand, it's not about the deal, right? A lot of people think it's about having a good deal and the money comes on. You got to build the relationships in advance. And it's about understanding, okay, what are their concerns? What are their problems? What are their visions? Like why are people even interested in alternative investing, right? You know, the why behind it and answering those objections in your marketing first, rather than talking about this flashy deal, right? Because it's just, you know, a lot of people are pitching stuff, right? You don't want to be the person who's the broker pitching the deals. You want to be the trusted advisor who says, hey, I've got this opportunity. I know your goals. I know who you are. Here's an opportunity that might make sense. What do you think, right? It's a much more powerful place. You can cr- truly create, create loyalty in that investor experience. Yeah, got it. Yeah, totally understand. Totally agree with those points. Very, very critical for capitalizing or, you know, attracting investors. So what are a few of the biggest marketing trends you're seeing right now in the RE space can use to make raising capital easier? Yeah. So I think one of the big trends is, you know, investor attraction webinars. When we work with people, you know, we show them how to create an investor attraction webinar where, you know, a 15 to 25 minute presentation so that you're building trust at scale before you have a conversation with a potential investor, they can watch the webinar. Now they're not coming in cold now, you know, it's a little bit easier, right? Or being able to go out there and speak in front of audiences. And again, you're doing it one to many. So that's that investor attraction webinar is a really big thing. I think educating investors is a little bit misunderstood. It's all about shifting their beliefs, right? It's all about creating paradigm shift and shifting their way of thinking instead of just giving them a ton of data information, right? And I think some people understand that a lot of people don't. Another big trend is artificial intelligence, right? You know, a lot of people are hearing about it. I think, you know, artificial intelligence is as good as the user, right? It's as good as the person who knows how to use it. So there's tools like chat GPT, there's tools for messaging automation, chat bots, um, there's tools for video, there's all these like cool AI tools. 
Um, and you don't have to be a tech whiz to use them, right? It's more like, you know, the calculator, right? I remember when I was in school, I don't know about you, Rama, but, you know, our teachers would say, it's not like you're going to have a calculator in your pocket. So you need to learn how to do this, like, you know, complicated multiplication. And now I don't, I don't even remember how to do it, man. If you were like, what's, what's 10,300 times 10,300, I'm like, a calculator, you know? So I think some of content creation is going to get that way too. And some of like these manual processes you can really automate. So I'm big on, you know, we call it attracting investors on autopilot. How can we streamline and automate things as much as humanly possible? Sure, sure. Since you mentioned automation, automating this process, share me a little bit more about, uh, more about your automation process. Yeah. So we have to look at, okay, what are all the components of the investor relationship building that we can automate, right? So if you're saying the same thing again and again, chances are you can systematize and automate it. So when we work with people, an example would be, you know, having your CRM, right? Having an email autoresponder and let's say 10 emails, they go out in a sequence of following up instead of you having to manually make it a, make a note on your calendar, have your assistant do it, do it yourself. It's automated, right? And then when someone clicks on a link, now they get put into a new sequence or when they book a call, now they're tagged differently, right? So you can automate that stuff. Um, another example of the automation too is like that webinar funnel, right? You know, having a pre-recorded presentation that runs on autopilot that does a lot of the selling for you automatically, right? Another example could be the direct messaging. Like, so in LinkedIn, there's ways to automate that initial messaging outreach, right? Where you're not having to manually go in there and click. You've got AI that does it for you. So those are a couple of the examples. We can automate scheduling, right? A lot of people have a Calendly, you know, those different types of apps for automating scheduling. We can even automate different content creation tools. So there's a lot of automation available. Um, the key is to have a system and strategy for it so that, you know, it's not taking up your energy trying to figure out the automation because we don't want that either. Got it. Yeah, definitely implementing automation it will save a lot of energy, time, you know capital or you know, expenses side also. So what, what are the, some of the best ways to use marketing automation for building trust, raising more more capital, growing an investor database? Yeah, so the email marketing is such a big thing, right? So I talk about when people work with, hey, gotta be email marketing. A lot of people are sending out a monthly newsletter, if that, and that's cool. But imagine this, imagine you have one syndicator who's emailing once a month, if that, a boring, stuffy newsletter, right? No, no one reads, let's be real, right? Or like a blog that's very generic. And then you have another syndicator who's emailing every week, right? With something that's a little bit more unique, it pops, it gets people to open it, gets people interested and engaged. You've got someone who's touching the leads, the potential investors, you know, 12 times a year. And then when they're doing raises, let's say, right? And then it's just an onslaught, right? Versus someone who's touching investors 52 times a year, right? That's a 4X multiple. And maybe they're touching them more when they're doing raises, right? So who's got the better relationship? And it's one to many. It's automated. It's at scale, right? So that's just one example of, you know, email marketing, you know, plug it into the autoresponder, you can reach hundreds, if not thousands of people, right? You know, same thing with some of the direct messaging, same thing with having that, you know, automated webinar that people can watch, right? So you know, all this stuff is really important. Um, it takes a little bit of work to set up, definitely. Um, but once you have it set up, you can leverage and repurpose this stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah. Great points again. So any best experience with, you know, raising capital? Well, the best experience is when the automation goes out and someone says, yeah, I'm interested. And then they opt in or they book a call, right? That, that's what we're going for. Um, and that typically happens once we get the campaign going, right? Same thing with email marketing, right? You know, the best experience is when it starts to go out and starts to like work. You start to see 
results and credibility or people, you know, will see you at an event and say, Hey, I get your emails. I, I dig them. I know who you are. Right. So you create this like effect where you get more exposure and you're relevant to the right people. So I think that's the best experience. I think, you know, again, having strategy on top of the automation is super important to create those great results. Just having automation doing it sloppily isn't necessarily the way to do it. Um, and I think the best result um, is having a way of getting investors in that front door, generating leads, booking meetings consistently, having multiple channels for doing that, and then having a like an automation tool to house your investor list. So you're there hearing from you regularly, you're continuing to build authority, and it's it's a true system instead of you having to manually manage everything because that can be very time consuming. Got it. So, and would you also share any challenging experience so with you know capitalizing for yeah so i mean one of the challenges i'll just kind of speak to you know people that we've worked with and myself right you know i think it's very important to have a virtual assistant or an administrative person because if you're in the weeds um there's only so much bandwidth there's only so much energy we have right so you know having a virtual assistant someone who can go out and handle some of the implementation, get some of the work off your plate. You know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, I'm not generating cash flow for my capital raising business yet. Well, cool. You can hire someone for five hours a week. You know, you can pay them $10, $15 an hour. It's an investment, right? You know, people talk about real estate as an investment. It's a great investment, right? But I bet you can get a higher equity multiple and faster by hiring an administrative assistant or investing in systems and automation. It's also an investment. I think one of the big mistakes is people look at it as a cost and not an investment. Got it. Very, very good points. Now the capitalizing market is very, very competitive. How exactly new investors or experienced investors optimize social media or you know LinkedIn? Any thoughts from your side? Yeah. So I think, again, we have to be empathetic. We have to understand where people are coming from. I think it's much more about strategy than even tactics. So like there's a little tactical things, you know, that are, that are great and that are powerful. But the strategy is really, if you understand the overarching vision and how you can really leverage this stuff, then you can just plug into the tactics, right? So the value strategy first, then tactics, then mechanics. Sometimes people get it wrong. They're like, okay, you know, what buttons do I click to, to do this thing? Well, why are we clicking the buttons in the first place, right? Or, you know, hey, why are this is a great tactic, it's an available tool in the toolbox, but what toolbox do you really need, right? So strategies, tactics, mechanics, a couple of practical things, right, that people can do is number one, set their profile to public so they get more reach, they get more exposure. Uh, number two, join some of the right communities, right? You know, number three, um, commit to a strategy. You know, who are you going to talk to? How can you make yourself unique? You know, get the messaging dialed in. And number four, just, you know, you're, you're there to add value and you're there for a purpose. You're there to drive leads, right? You're there to build your personal brand, right? And to not be afraid to fail, right? To not be afraid to fail forward fast. It doesn't have to be perfect from day one. You're not just going to suddenly post something or send someone a message and then have like a hundred million dollars thrown at you. That's not, you know, usually how it works. So being willing to, you know, suck a little bit at first, right? And, you know, kind of embrace the learning curve and understand that just like with investing, compound interest, you know, you're building out that network, you're getting more exposure, stuff really starts to compound. Awesome. Awesome. Very, very great points there. So what's your take on current market? So it's a little bit slower. So what do you see? How exactly you're seeing current market? I think it's a better, I think it's the best opportunity to have great marketing. Because if you've got great marketing, 
you know, you may have fewer deals that you're underwriting, right? You may have fewer opportunities for investors, but man, like a lot of people now, they want to see a couple of deals before they pull the trigger, which is okay, just because they're being more conservative. So build the relationship first. I think in the past, you know, people could go and just email a big list and people would be like, oh, it looks like a great deal. I'm in. Now it's all about having that relationship, right? Where you're not just the broker, you're more of that trusted advisor. So I think there's going to be, and I read this somewhere, it's like, you know, I think in the next 24 months, people are going to see some of the best opportunities they're going to see in the next 10 years, right? People that can execute on those opportunities are the people that have the investor relationships and access to the capital, right? So I think this is a market to be marketing extra aggressively in because so few people are doing it, right? People can make excuses and all that stuff. This is a time to be more aggressive and really get these systems dialed in because you're going to have great deals coming to you. And if you've got capital, I mean, you can really grow your net worth and cash flow exponential amounts in this market it's just this is where the investor attraction piece becomes that much more important yeah so true thank you and let's shift towards personal side so any habits that are helping you to be successful <laughs> a few um we all have them right I mean, sometimes we do them subconsciously where we don't even know oh, i do that right but let me let me give you a few um i meditate pretty much every day um that's something i enjoy doing and just, just kind of do it automatically it's built into my morning um, I usually drink like a green juice in the morning, which I actually didn't do today as I'm talking like, shit, I forgot to do that. <laughs> but typically, um, I don't start the day on my phone. I think a lot of people, not a lot, but some people do. They wake up in the morning, they go check email, they're texting, they're reactive. Like I take the first part of the day for me. I'm not reactive, right? You know, I'm going to listen to a little meditation. I'm just going to kind of do my thing. That first hour, two hours it's for me. I don't want to be corresponding with people. I don't want to just be on the phone. Like, you know, a lot of people too, they, they, you know, they're always on calls, right? You know, I block off time and calls have to be by appointment only, right? I want it to be intentional. You know, it's not like, oh, call me at this time. Let's chat about this. Cause you know, there's people, if P, if you don't value your own time, people aren't going to value your time either. Right. So um, those are a few of the things. Um, let's see what else, um, you know, constantly reading, learning, growing, um, you know, fitness is very important to me, other habits. Um, th- those are the main things that stick out. And I'm sure there, there's more, but those are kind of like, you know, the, the baselines, I'd say. Got it. Any decision that you took that impacted your life positively? Yeah. So I would say, you know, a big decision for me um, when I was fresh out of college, um, this was years ago, I decided that I was going to move to Las Vegas. Didn't know anyone there. Didn't know what I was going to do. I just, I was like, oh, that seems fun. And I went out on a limb and, you know, I made a lot of decisions that weren't that great decisions and nothing too crazy. But I mean, would I have done it differently knowing what I know now? Of course. However, the biggest thing that I got out of it was self-trust. I was like, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out. Right. And it was, there was definitely some recklessness and I don't recommend doing that for people necessarily. But there was the self-trusting, like, man, I, I, I got this. And I, and I did figure it out. It was, it was messy. It was sloppy. It was ugly at times. But, shoot, you know, came out of it. So that was a big decision because that's where, you know, because, you know, I grew up with family and then I went to school. And that was the first time that I did something different. So I put, like, some of the personal development stuff to the test. Like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going off the beaten path. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. A- any books that impacted your life? Many. Um, what genre, man? I mean, we, we, so we talk hours. Um, are we talking business, mindset, 
health? Like, what are we, what, what kind of, do you want any, me any, any books? Um, there's a book that I like a lot. It's called letting go. It's a great book. It's a spiritual book. If people are feeling inspired, look into it. Kind of a good psychology book too, not personal growth. I, you know, marketing books aren't coming to mind. So, I mean, influenced by Robert Cialdini is a, is a, is a good book. That's a big one. Um, I just, what other books? I like biographies too. Um, just thinking like, what are the ones uh, people say, think and grow rich. I like that book, right? Uh, Atomic Habits is a good book. What other books have I read like recently uh, or the stuff that I reread? I remember I read a book, it's called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Very good book. Um, what else? Let's see if I can think of a couple more. Um, Sleep Smarter is a good book. It's all about sleep eat smarter. Um, and then let's see if there's anything else that was just really, yeah. I mean, the, those are, those are the main ones. Um, just the, and then recently the past year, I mean, there's a good book. So magician versus mule by Mark Evans DM. It's really good. It kind of gets you thinking about business and, you know, scaling a little differently. Cool. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Echo? Yeah, so best way, you know, I'm available online. Name's easy to find. Find me on LinkedIn. If people want to know more about how we work with people and how they can, you know, use these systems or finding more investors, we've got free trainings coming up. It's findmoreinvestors.com forward slash webinar. That's findmoreinvestors.com forward slash webinar. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Echo. Thank you for sharing your best practices and your experience around capitalizing side. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate you for having me. Sure. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chunchu. We'll see you next time.